the Mel Gedroyd podcast. Hey, it's Mel G, and this week on our little podcast, we're going to be talking about needy inanimate objects. I know, intriguing. We're going to be talking about taking people for granted. If you like it, then do have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from one on magic. There'll be more chat and some great songs thrown in for good measure. Yeah. Hey, Bush. Hey, Mel. How's it going? Yeah, really good, my love. How are you? Good. We had a nice little dancing, didn't we? Yeah, it was lovely. I feel a bit out of breath, actually. I like a good chair dance. Now, someone told me that phrase the other day, doing a chair dance. What does that mean? I don't know. I, I just thought that I'd made it up. No. But obviously, I haven't. <laughs> I've heard of it before. Is it where you stand on your chair and dance, or you just dance within the confines of your chair? I think you dance within the confines of your chair. So I've been doing it wrong. I don't know. I'll sit down next time. No. No, but you were sitting down, weren't you? Or have you just shrunk? I was just kind of up and down. Okay. Just up and down a bit. You were just a blur <laughs> uh, over the other side of the desk. I'm sorry, my love. I wasn't massively paying attention to you. That's fair enough. That's what happens when I dance. I do almost blur because I go so quick. <gasps> do you know, have we been doing this show long enough now to be taking each other for granted? I think that might have just <sighs> happened. I just took you for granted there, Bush. And for that, I apologise. And I need to seriously... Take a long, hard look at myself. No, don't worry about it. It's a, it's a relationship milestone. And the best thing is that we want to do something about it and work at this. I took you for granted, Bush. I must never do that. I'm going to play the next song for you to counteract the fact that I took you for granted at the beginning of the show. Seriously, let's not make this a thing, Mel. It's fine. I danced, you didn't see it. It's not a problem. He's not looking at me now. The eye contact's gone. What does that mean? <laughs> Something's broken. Right, we need to rebuild <laughs> our relationship during the next two hours that we're on air. Okay? Packed. Let's do this. Spit Sisters? That as well. Is that a thing? I think they were a band. No, that's the Scissor Sisters. <laughs> spit Sister Brother. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Spit. <laughs> and and then we join Spittle. Sorry. Oh, there we go. That's quite unpleasant. Uh, let's have some Shalimar to just, uh, yeah, take away from the fact that we did that. Good. That is my response to that tune. I love that tune, Bush. Isn't that a great song? It's a cracking song. There's no way you da- you didn't dance to. Is that the right word? There's no way you didn't dance to that. The double negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's no way you didn't yeah. dance to that if you listen to it at the moment. I was doing a dance during that song, Bush, which I managed to isolate mm-hmm. my abs. <laughs> Those are the ones in your tummy, aren't they? It's a long time since I was aware of them, but yeah. I managed to, I don't know how I did it. I managed to, I'm doing it. I managed to isolate my upper abs. Yeah. And I did some sort of dance with them in time. A little bit like belly dancing that you might see at a restaurant. Also, have you seen the advert where Cristiano Ronaldo, the football player, is advertising this thing where it's like an electrical strip you put around your tummy and you slowly electrocute yourself whilst you're watching the telly. Oh, he doesn't do one of those. He's got his own one of them out. Hang on, those are, they jiggle your uh, muscles, don't they? Yeah. They to can, make you tone up without having to do anything. You can sit there and eat scones watching telly whilst electrocuting <laughs> yourself and getting a, a, a washboard stomach. I, 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 need, I actually need to see that. I'd love to get one of those on the go. Now, is Ronaldo the one with uh, slightly Freddie Mercury teeth? Is that the one? Yeah. I get confused because there's, there's Ronaldinho as well, isn't there? There's, no, Ronaldinho is the one with teeth. He looks like he'd eat... Uh, it, it was the phrase, he looks like he could eat an apple through a fence. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that's a phrase. Oh, Listen, I'm one to talk. <laughs> no, come I on now. Eat sev- I could, yeah, I could eat a lot through a fence with my r- r- ruddy gnashes. 
Can't even say the word. <laughs> anyway, no, good. Shalimar, a night to remember. I feel we've got our relationship back on track. Well, I was just thinking about... It's, uh, it's all fine now. ...not taking each other for granted. What can we do yeah. to... You yeah. know, those little things that you do. Maybe I could leave you a couple of notes. That's always quite nice, isn't yes. it? Yes. Or a sort of fragrant posset on my chair. That would be good, wouldn't it? A sort of, a, a bergamot-infused posset <laughs> on my chair. Is a posset an animal? I don't know no, what it is. That's a possum. That's a possum. Oh, yeah. A posset is a sort of... It's a, it's, a, it's a sort of... It's like a lavender bag, isn't it? Is it? Oh, no, it's a pudding. Is it? I'm sorry, a posset is a pudding. It's an Elizabethan pudding. <laughs> don't leave a ruddy pudding on my chair. That'd be weird, like some kind of sending a weird message. Yeah, it'd be like a prank. We've sorted out a relationship, all is well with the world, everything's good, it's Mel G on Magic with the Mighty Bush, coming up after this more great music, and I'm excited already, I can see it out of the corner of my eye. <laughs> the Ledger of Legends is there, on the desk, we're going to be nominating something to put inside it. Now, listen, I don't know why there was that sort of piratical laugh there. I was just imagining, I was just imagining everyone just having a lovely Saturday afternoon. It made me feel piratical. Oh, you know, when you think about people listening to the show, do you imagine them around the radio like in the olden days? Oh. That'd be so good if they were. Can you please get around the radio with your family? Please. With an assortment of crochet, woolens and a sort of beige formica. That'd be good. Yeah. Get the dog to sit there and the cat as well. That'd be so good. I imagine quite sort of, quite. I mean, this is, yeah, I'm probably fantasising, but I imagine quite sort of trendy people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In very minimalist kitchens. A bit, a bit That's Ikea-y, what I imagine. kind of yeah. Nordic. Slightly Nordic. Slightly Nordic. Slightly Scandi. Yep. A little bit killing, but not obviously that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. With sort of, oh, I know, I know, with pyjama bottoms that are too long yeah, and sort of tr- flap on the floor but look cool. The sunlight is coming in. Oh, hello. Right, come on. It's time for Ledger of Legends. <laughs> Thank goodness Maloney brought in the music. We were <laughs> off on one of our flights of fancy, Bush. We were. Oh, the Ledger of Legends. Now, it's number 12. Yeah. Is that how far we've got? Yeah. Number 12, 23rd of September, 2017. Today, my friend, and this is a little Possibly a bit left field. Okay. I'm going to put in scabs. I'm not referring to uh, people that break strikes. Okay. As they did in the minor strike. I'm referring to the bits of knitted blood corpuscles that appear after you've cut yourself. I believe it's when the blood... Uh, is anybody with me? I get, a, I get a feeling I've alienated a lot of people. Uh, producer and Louise and I are just looking at you with just a little look of caution. There's concern. Concern. There's concern. They are A, useful. Right. If you can't make scabs, then you're in a bit of trouble. And aren't they just lovely to work and pick at? Oh, you what? I got a lovely one a few weeks ago when I, I did a slide tackle at football and I had a bit of a cut on the knee. Did you? And I was just tinkering with it. And you get that bit where it flaps, flaps like a car up. boot. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Flaps up halfway. Like a car boot. I've got one at the moment. Had a massive mozzie bite. Yeah. This is a remnant from camping at the end of summer. Yeah. Massive mozzie bite, and I've got the flapper. It's Love like that. a lunch it's like a lunchbox. <laughs> Do you know what? Let's have a bit of ABBA, or should I say scabber? <laughs> 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 Time for the podcast. Come on, my friend. Open up the canister of love. Open up the canister of love. We must find the intent of the pods, the contents of... Hey! Uh, 
Big shout out to Rosemary listening. Yeah. Mel's mum, Rosemary in the house. Rosemary, she's podding it up. Podding it right up. Pods to the cast. Probably got her Bluetooth earphones on having a listen in, isn't she, Rosemary, your mum? She's streaming on the down low. Big time. With the QT. Okay, Mel, here's a question for you from our office. Quezzy me up. Uh, So... Come on with your fumbly uh, fingers. Little porky fat fingers. <laughs> little cum- Cumberland sausages. M- move <laughs> them across. Uh, moving in with a partner, when does it become acceptable to do a number two with the toilet door open? Oh, oh. for pity's sake. Yes. Rosemary's listening to this. Can't be talking about toilet talk with Rosemary on board. I know, that's just not right. It's not the done thing. I'd say when you're married. <laughs> I think make sure that you've, you know, really snaggled them. Is that yeah. the right word? Yeah, I think Snuffled so. Snuffled them, snaggled them, you know, got them in your grasp. Trapped and, them. And trapped them. We trapped them. And then you can start with all that sort of number two caper. Before that, I'd be very, very wary because it might send them off into the dust. <laughs> into the dust. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'd, I'd go Do you with agree, that. Bush? 100%. Have you got any experience of this? No, I just couldn't. I can't imagine that. I would never want to see someone do that. It'd be awful. <laughs> Wouldn't it be awful? Bush is actually troubled by this. I am. I'm staring into the middle I know. Distance. I know. We've actually troubled him. Bush, come back to me. It's all right. It's all right. Rosemary, I'm sorry about this. It's, it's, you know, it is a natural function. Yeah. And sometimes one is forced to perform this function in front of an, a, an audience. Okay. In fact, there was a show at the Edinburgh Festival, mate, in the early 90s, which was that. It was a Brazilian show and it was a man. I didn't see it. A friend of mine saw it. It was a man with a bucket on stage, and that was the show. Wow. It was very, very cutting-edge, avant-garde, breaking down the fourth wall and probably other walls besides. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> really? Paying to go and watch him do that? Yeah. I'd have stage fright if I was him. I mean, Imagine should... just thinking, well, I don't know if I'm... There's, there'd be a lot of planning involved. It would, but there have to be, wouldn't there? Because you, the timing is everything. Yeah. And usually in Edinburgh, it's a 55, it's a tight 55, <laughs> uh, a 55-minute slot... I don't All know the words th- are coming out wrong. <laughs> All the words are coming out wrong for this. But it is. It's a tight 55-minute <laughs> slot. So you would have to time that. Yeah. Because presumably it's the pièce de résistance of the show. Well, imagine not being able to deliver at the end of having people sat there for 55 minutes. Imagine the reviews. <laughs> oh. I think they'd be one-word reviews, mate. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> think of Spinal Tap, mate. That would be the review. Rosemary, you probably won't have understood a single word of what was being said <laughs> But I love you and I salute you and keep listening to the podcast. It is time for Bush's Red Letter Day. Oh, yes, it is. It's the 23rd of September. Oh, yes, it is. We're all over this today. Bush, what day is it, my friend? I know it's Saturday the 23rd. We all know that. But what day actually is it? This might be the best Red Letter Day ever. What? The best ever. Are you serious? I'm serious. Right, you have raised the bar mighty high, my friend, so this better it, this better reap. Do you know uh, what I'm saying? Well, I hope I meet expectations. It's World Restless Leg Awareness Day. Um, <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Is it? We all, everyone suffers from restless leg. Isn't it a nightmare? Now, can we just be sure? You're not saying wrestlers, as in <laughs> giant haystacks. You're not... saying restless. Yeah. Restless leg day. Have you ever had one of those days where your leg just squirms yeah. and you feel like you need to be have a little run in a park, like someone needs yeah. to throw a ball for you like yeah. a dog? Well, here's three amazing facts about it. Okay. P- people with involuntary leg movements have another condition called periodic limb movement disorder. <gasps> 
So it's a thing. Tell your husband, it's a thing. PLD. He's got PLD. Uh, second fact, for reasons that aren't completely understood, pregnant women sometimes experience restless leg symptoms that go away after they give birth. I would concur with that. It's the crampy thing, isn't it, when you have to put the pillow between your legs? Yeah. that sort of thing? Something like yeah. that, yeah. I've got it now. I've got restless leg because we're talking about it. Just try not to think about it. Try not to think about it. Final fact. Massaging the legs, taking a hot bath or using a heated pad or ice pack may help reduce restless leg symptoms. I love the way there is a dedicated day. There's an actual day. So today, just go and chat to other people about it. Do you think somewhere around the country there will be people that have convened and are now talking about it? Imagine them all sat in a circle in a church hall, all with squirmy, shifty legs. Oh, that's very, very strong, Bush. That was, I, I'm, I'm delighted with you. Well I'm, done. I'm delighted with myself, if I'm completely honest. Bush, I must ask you, how's your week been? Hey, thanks for asking, Mel. My week's been a bit angry. Oh, Angry why? week. Oh, Bush, that's very unlike you. Do you ever get, uh, like, an irrational dislike of an inanimate object? Yeah. Like, you feel like it's got it in for you? Yeah, the um, the beepy things that you put your shopping through without yeah. the shop assistant there. They hate you. And they say things like, unexpected item in bagging area. Yeah. Those things, I literally, they bring out the worst. Uh, and they also do this thing where for some shops you you put the thing on the floor on the left and you put it on the basket oh, on the right, but sometimes it's different. Oh, mate, I just don't. I, everything goes wrong. Every time I approach one of those things, I can't. But anyway, don't get me started. Well, I've got the same kind of angst, but going on with our boiler at the moment. We've moved oh. into this, we bought a house. Yeah, yeah exciting. So, yeah. exciting times. But this, our boiler... If you, you know, people like we have to go through a ridiculous routine to convince a boiler to work. Yeah, that's what we're like at the moment. Yes, our boiler is like a delicate flower, like a, a, oh, a boy prince. It's like a needy partner. Yeah, it's a really so. Yeah. you know, if you want to have some hot water upstairs, or you can't just turn the hot tap on straight away. No, no, the boiler yeah. won't like that. Yeah, you know, take take the boiler's thoughts and feelings into consideration. You have to have prepared the ground a week before with the boiler. Yes, to to get onto the subject of maybe it would like to provide you with a hot tap of water. Talk it round, Mel. Talk exactly. it round. You know this guy because this is exactly how he's behaving. Oh. Like, for example, this is what I have to do to have a hot shower upstairs, right? Oh, okay, you can't just me. steam in and turn the hot tap on. Oh, no, 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 no. What you have to do is go upstairs into the bathroom, turn the hot tap on in the bathroom next to the loo, wait for that to get warm, oh. the boiler starts to think about it, then you turn the shower on, oh. turn the hot tap off, the water, the hot water, jumps over to the shower, then you can get into the shower. Oh, that's really... Co- what that's, a wind-up. So, in fact, you've got to provide a decoy. <laughs> yeah. So the boiler doesn't even know that it's doing the work. Exactly. So you're saying to the boiler, ha-ha, I'm over here, I'm mm-hmm. turning on this tap, but what I'm really going to be doing is having a shower. Exactly. And I, I, I think life's too complicated. To be trying to do this level of deception to a boiler is ridiculous. Oh, mate. You know, I have the same situation where I, want, I try and get my daughter to go for a walk and do some outdoor stuff, and you have to kind of make up a ruse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to a toy shop on the way back or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. a boiler. I just think sometimes inanimate objects can just be a wind-up. So, Bush, what you're saying is... The ruse, that's a very good word. You're having to create a ruse, you're having to cajole, you're having to persuade your boiler. Yeah. I think this is not an isolated case because... um, That sucks. Unlike any other part of the house, I think the boilers just have got ideas above their station. 
because yeah. we stayed with some friends recently yeah. and I tried to use the shower in the morning ended up having to phone uh, the guy Simon to find out how to work it and he's like no what you need to do is turn the boiler on a couple of clicks let it get going a little bit then mm. slowly ease the hot tap up is it, you'd think you were flying a plane from like you know World War One or yeah. something do you know what I mean do you know what the boiler my friend has now started to control the house. The boiler has got the better of you yeah. and you need to sort that relationship out. Damn right, Mel. And how are we going to do this? Maybe he needs to go. Oh. Maybe I need to get rid of... He's, he's ruled the roost in the house and he's been around for about 10, 15 years. Oh, the boiler. really? Is he a... It is, it is a man, isn't it? It's it a, is a man. It is, it is. It's it a is. really uh, obstructive man. Yeah, needy and needy... <laughs> Needy man. Needy, horrible, <laughs> obstructive man who sometimes wants to do stuff and other times won't, but for no reason won't give an explanation. Is he a combi? He's a combi. Oh, I knew it. He's a massive combi. They're the, <laughs> They're the worst <laughs> yeah. kind. Totally. The combi. Totally. Just for some reason, because he's a combi, he thinks he's, he's a, it. He's a 10-year-old ruddy combi. Do you know what's going to make him widen his winks? What's that? Chuck him out. You reckon? Just chuck him out. That'll make him think. I might get a, a boiler repair or, or installation guy over. Get a corgi man. Get a corgi fella in so he can see it and he thinks that he's being replaced and he might up his game. Right, that's what you've got to do. Get a corgi in. Yes. Not one of the royal dogs. Although you could because obviously we're going to be meeting them next weekend when we, when we do our Palace to Palace. We are. I can't we're wait the, to meet the corgis. We have corgis running around our oh, bike wheels next so weekend, cool. next Sunday. Get a corgi man in. That'll put the frighteners up him. He'll think, oh, oh, they're going to get rid of me. Yes. And then he'll start to work properly. Reverse psychology on a boiler. You heard it here first, folks. Right, I'm uh, unscrewing the canister. Uh, oh, this is a slight taste in the mouth, isn't there, Bush? Yeah. From our last foray. We've had a, we've had some uncompromising uh, subjects on haven't the show, we? haven't we? Haven't we? We really have. And that's it. We're bold. We're brave. We are broadcasters that like to, you know, push the envelope. Absolutely. Can I just say, we're not afraid. We, we just say to you, and look you directly in the eye, we just say, deal with it. Yeah. That's what we say. Yeah. That's what the poster is, me and Mel, with deal with it written yes. underneath it. We're like Caesar the geezer used to be. Yeah. Remember him? I the remember shock him. Jock? <laughs> shock jock. Do you remember the shock jocks? I remember, oh, I used to love that era. Oh, I loved a shock jock. Absolutely. Just, just putting it out there and saying to people, deal with it. Yeah. Rosemary, a shock jock was a type of disc jockey on air who would deliver slightly sort of outré shocking material. Yeah. And sort of advice, a bit like Tell Mel, but times a thousand. Yeah. I, I kind of for effect. And you, you thought deep down yes. whether they really thought that. Yes. You really think that seeds are mate? Yes. Could you always have those sort of shocking views on everything? Yeah, surely not. Wouldn't life be exhausting? You must be. You must get home and just want to sleep. What's happened to Caesar the geezer, mate? No, oh, I don't know where he is these days. Let's let's try and find out. If you've seen him, get in touch with the show. I have a feeling, and I might be wrong, and I hope I'm not going to be in any way litigious as I say this. I have a feeling that Caesar the geezer might possibly have ended up on a slightly blue station, shall we put it? Really? Yeah. A bit of blue. A little, I think he was working blue for a while. Would you remember James Whale? He was a shock jock. He was a shock jock. I sat in on his show once when I was in my formative years as, as a presenter. Yeah. And uh, he used to do his show in the middle of the day, but have all the lights off with a table lamp to make it look like he was like doing this kind of nighttime ah, show. Because he was very nighttime, wasn't very he? Very nighttime. He was all about the night. All about the evening. And he then decided he didn't want me looking at him. So he asked me to leave. Oh, no. That's to go and sit in reception and then wait for my train back to Bristol. 
Oh. So that's my experience with James Well. Not such a shock jock if you're staring at him through a little sheet of glass. I wonder what he's doing now. I wonder what he's... Maybe he's working on a blue station as well. John Gaunt, he was a bit of a shock jock. Old Gaunty. Were there any female shock jocks? I don't think there was. Surely. No, I can't really think of any. Caesar the Geezer, Whale, Gaunt, we need to... Listen, next podcast we do, we'll bring you news. Now, listen up. It's Mel G on Magic, by the way. Uh, with the Mighty Bush, of course. Uh, that's, that's contractual. Um, <laughs> it's time now for Tell Mel. You can ask me anything, but don't expect a coogee-woogee reply. Hi, Mel, it's Steve here. I'm a builder and one of the guys I work with wears ladies' tights under his jeans to keep him warm in the winter. I might give it a try. Is that okay? Steve, that is absolutely de rigueur. It's absolutely fine. Can I also suggest you can make a top out of tights? Have you ever done that, Steve? What you do in the gusset area of the tight, cut open a nice large circle. Put your head through this circle. Put your arms through the legs of what were the tights, but cut off the feet, thus making sleeves for your armies. Oh, you'll be the absolute talk of the building site. Next, please. Right, Mel, Blair here. I've been sat on the train this morning next to someone who was sniffing non-stop. Would it have been rude for me to offer them a tissue? It's all the lads on today, isn't it? We've got Steve, we've got Blair. It's, it's all the lads on. I'm loving the lads. Now, listen up, Blair. Yes, of course, if anyone remotely does anything with their functions and bodily organs, I always have to bring it up. You say, stop sniffing, stop sniffing, like this, and then, of course, offer them anything, a reticule, to dispose of their nasty sniffing materials. For example, a handbag, a shoe, a boot, or your palm. Next. Hey Mel, it's Louise here. I wanted to put the heating on during the week, but my boyfriend says that we can't put it on till October. But I'm cold. Who is right? Louise, in this case, and it pains me to say so, I'm afraid your boyfriend is right. Cold? Ha! Stuff and nonsense. Put on an extra layer, my dear. Put on a jersey, put on a jerkin. Put on, like I do, a tweed cape. And stop making a fuss. Oh, thank you so much for listening to our little podcast. Hear more lols like that every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. The Mel Gebroich Podcast.